Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created the show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference. And it starts with love, love from the hip. A talisman is defined as an object believed to have magical power intended to bring good luck, heal, and or protect the individual for whom it is made from danger, harm, and evil. It can have religious and or spiritual affiliation and is often something portable that can be carried or worn, but can also be a permanent installation in architecture. Throughout history, many cultures and religions have relied heavily upon talismans created through ritual, prayer, and intention. Oftentimes, they were also inscribed with religious verses and the names of holy figures to bring forth their strengths for the wearer. In the Islamic world, talismans have long been used for social, personal, political, and philosophical reasons, with their greatest function being deflection of disease and harm while serving as a conduit for divine protection. Talismanic bowls inscribed with Quranic inscriptions implying how the bowl should be used were said to be created to ease childbirth, scorpion stings, and dog bites. Talismanic shirts dating back to the 15th century were inscribed with verses from the Quran, names of prophets, as well as astrological symbols and worn under armor to protect the wearer. Al-Kindi, a 9th century Muslim philosopher, physician, and mathematician, examined how talismans were infused with energy. For example, Al-Kindi believed a material inscribed with the proper sign of Venus at a time when the rays of Venus were at their strongest would charge that talisman with the energy and qualities associated with Venus, like love, fertility, and harmony. While Al-Kindi focused on how the energies were invested, Tabit Abina Kara, a mathematician, physician, and astronomer of 10th century Islam, essentially wrote the how-to guide for astrological talismans. He believed talismans and astronomy to be more crucial for gaining wisdom than the studies of geometry and philosophy. He stressed that the knowledge of astronomy and astrology were fundamentally required for creating a talisman. These talismen, mostly made of cast bronze, became the exact vessels for attracting, retaining, and emitting the astral rays which in the Muslim Middle Ages became incorporated into the holistic vision of the cosmos and humankind's place within it. There are many timeless talisman examples throughout the world. Some you may have heard of include the Ankh, also known as the Egyptian cross, placed on the dead to ensure a pleasant afterlife. The evil eye, which is popular today in so many countries, is used to deflect negative energy. The Hamsa hand, also known as the hand of Fatima, popular in Jewish culture, is not only a symbol of generosity, but also serves as protection for the owner and their loved ones. And the Sacred Heart, one of the most notable Roman Catholic symbols representing Jesus' love and sacrifice for all of humankind. Modern-day talismans look a bit different than those our ancestors created and used. Today, they can be anything we believe gives us strength, healing, protection, and power. It can be that ritual cup of coffee we ingest every morning, or that lucky tie we might wear on Fridays. It is our belief which fuels talismans. If we believe them to work, then they will continue to work, even if we may not necessarily be familiar with their ancestral or religious association. Psychologists say, while most of us don't believe in magic, we still may wish for a good outcome by simply knocking on wood. And this is called magical thinking. With this way of thinking, comfort can be taken in believing that someone or something has cosmic control over our lives. It sheds some of our responsibility while giving us permission to relax more. Psychologists also postulate that people who are lucky in life tend to be magical thinkers. They are open to new opportunities and experiences and are also more inclined to look for coincidences. Not to mention, magical thinking can lend to specific rituals we bring in, which only gives us more power, intention, and therefore purpose in our lives. Oftentimes, we partake in these rituals subconsciously and may not even call them rituals at all, but instead refer to them as that thing we do, like the traveling businessman who always taps twice on the outside of the plane before boarding. 
Magical thinking begins at a very young age. As children, we are excited by magic, and our excitement for it is encouraged by beliefs such as Santa, the Tooth Fairy, and the Easter Bunny, not to mention that lucky doll or blanket we might carry around. Unfortunately, as we grow older and become adults, our magical thinking begins to wane. Although science has proven that certain circumstances, especially those that are stressful, causes our magical thinking to return. Reason being, magical thinking can give us a sense of control during a time we feel we have none. This sense of control can settle our anxiety and make us feel a little safer. While psychologists refer to this as an illusory sense of predictability, they still agree it is better than not having any. Perhaps magical thinking is what got many of us through the pandemic, whether it was wearing that protective talisman, lighting magic candles, or kissing that lucky stone grandma gave you. While most will deny they did any of this and are held to secrecy, it doesn't take away its power. And while some may argue that your lucky talisman has a placebo effect, the truth is it doesn't matter. What matters is what little magic we humans can still hold on to in order to allow us to create the experience we wish to have while giving us the physical and mental strength to carry us through this thing called life. Today on Love from the Hip, it is my great pleasure to have talisman astrologer Sandy Reavy here with us. Sandy will share how and why she incorporated talismans into her astrology practice, the power that they hold, and how they transform wishes into reality. She will also share what is in store for us astrologically for 2023, touch on fixed stars, retrogrades, and so much more. So don't go anywhere. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post procedure sensitivities. No problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A Care.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having talisman astrologer Sandy Reavy on my show. Hey, Sandy, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. I loved your intro. Excellent. (laughs) You did. Thank you so much. Now, can you share with my listeners where you're joining us from? Just because I'm here. (laughs) Yes, Evanston, Illinois, which is just north of Chicago, where Northwestern University sits. Wonderful. I love Evanston. Was just there a few months ago. (laughs) No, from Chicago. (laughs) All right. Well, how long have you been an astrologer? You know, I started studying, well, my daughter, um, who is now my business partner, because she got me into this. Okay. It's uh, her fault. 
Uh, well, we think that, well, I know that we've been together in a past life and it was just her um, ability to gift me an astrology reading in 2004. Well, actually she gifted it in 2003, but I thought it was a suggestion. Uh-huh. And yet she says, mom, it's going to expire, you know, four months later. And she had purchased me a, um, a, a reading with the local astrologer. And so I went and I was really not, no, I've not been fond of astrology. I knew I was a Pisces. But that's all I knew. I was I didn't study it. I didn't follow it. And yet when I went to my first astrology reading, I was amazed. I really thought maybe she had Googled me because <laughs> um, Googling was a thing back in 20, 2004. And it was just so uh, spot on that I began to study with this astrologer right away. And that first that very first reading I had with her in March of 20, uh, 20, 2004, uh, she said that I would be a talisman maker in the neck within the next 10 years. Huh. And I kind of like did my elbow a little, ang- you know, brush yeah. off. Say, I don't <laughs> even know what that is. So right. no, I doubt that I'll do that. Don't tell me what to do kind of attitude. Uh-huh. Um, and and so I've been really studying for 19 years, but it was in 2010 that I literally hung up the shingle, if you will, and said, yes, I'm, I'm prepared and ready to become, um, you know, and do a professional readings for, for others. And that was at the same time when I, when I got a, well, astrologically for all the astrology students and professional astrologers listening, that I became that talisman astrologer and i know the exact date of course we all do charts for something that happens very you know unsynchronistically or unusual mm-hmm. we'll go look at the chart but i was in the garden and i was you know planting some plants in in may it was it was um may of 2010 and i felt someone walking up behind me to and whispered in my ear and I was no no one was around I was in the backyard it was kind of freaked me out and I fell forward I stood up and wanted to run but I turned around no one was there and I stood up in that moment and got a message that make make your millefiori art beads and I'll tell you that story in a minute (laughs) make your beads at certain astrological times and you are making the definition of a talisman. And I want you to call these intention beads. <laughs> wow. So I went inside and, you know, I started writing and writing and writing. It was just all coming through. Uh, and this was, trust me, it was not something that I really thought would ever, you know, I was not that person. Right. That, um, and in fact, I called my daughter and of course it was, you know, Memorial, Memorial Day weekend and she was out on a boat and like Michigan. And I said, Alex, uh, daughter, cause we have, I had another business going on. She beads.com, he beads.com, charity beads.com. And I said, Alex, I need you to get intention beads.com. And she was like, mom, I'm on a boat. <laughs> and I said, well, go get one of those hot, hot spot things. And she did. And she goes, mom, it's going to be taken intention beads.com. You know, this is not the 1900s. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She called me back five minutes later and said, I got it. And it was let go two days ago. So from that moment, I have not been off the mark of talismanic energy. Now, other than hearing talisman astrology from the first astrologer you mentored with, did you know anything else about it? No, no. And I was at that point already, you know, I'd started my career in radiology which is to me not unusual for astrologers to have started in something that you know like a astro- like radiology because radiology is the is you know unseen energy that looks through the body mm-hmm. you know to look for broken stuck situations uh for healing purposes right right and when you look at a- astrology is the study of unknown, unseen energy that is is effective and affects the body. Mm-hmm. So not unusual to have made that transition from radiology to astrology. But in the interim, I was a clay bead maker. 
So I'm a millefiori art um, bead maker that um, is an ancient, again, another ancient form of putting different colors of clay. We're familiar with millefiori with the, with the, um, the uh, Murano glass. Okay. Right. Where the pattern goes through these glass rods. Right. Um, you know, I don't know if we, if I talked this story, when I worked for the bulls, I was part of the medical team for the Chicago bulls and Michael Jordan asked me to make him beads. <laughs> awesome. So it was like, yes, sir. Um, I'll learn how to do this. And I learned how to do this art form with, with no instruction, with no practice, with no internet to find this out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it came very naturally. And so I started a business called She as I mentioned, all those beads.com. Right. And I sold around the world. And it was then bringing in the astrology. And I got that message um, 12 years ago to make beads at certain astrological times because I had the power to make them sacred. And then tell us more about how that works, the talisman astrology with your intention. So, you know, you, you, you you mentioned, you know, the definition of a talisman and I use the definition because it just kind of flows out of me this way that a, it's a sacred art object, Mm -hmm. a personal art object made at a certain time. That's the astrology of it (laughs) for a definite reason. That's the purpose of the, of the magic by a spirited creator. And those three things have the, the, again, again, I love the try, you know, anything trigon, the trinity, the threes that hold together what in, even in astrology, we talk about the trines um, being the, 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 this very protective um, configuration that it's one of the best best placements in someone's natal chart, or even if you could get it as a talisman, getting a, 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 a grand trine. Um, but I, but I say that because the spirited creator of making these clay beads at a certain time is the astrologer is me at this point. I do have a natal chart that I've heard astrologers ask me if they could buy. Hmm. Uh, I do have a, a lucky chart and we'll get to that because there are people that don't have such luck, lucky, if we call it magical charts, um, but we can get to that later. But the fact that I make, I can make these, this talisman and then pass it on to the wearer, they become the spirited creator of this talisman. So you're passing the power on to them. Yeah. So can yeah. you, can you tell us a little bit more? So if someone was I don't know, let's say trying to get pregnant. That's a number one success story. Okay, great. (laughs) Let's start there. So what would you do if the person's trying to get pregnant? What would you, you'd look at their- So we're looking for the fifth, we're looking for the fifth house. Mm -hmm. Fifth house is about children. We're looking for the ruler of the fifth house. Is there a benefic in the natal fifth house? Because if I'm doing a personal intention brace and I'm looking at the natal, the native's natal chart- um, I need to then make that ruler or what's in the fifth house very strong in a transit that is coming up in the near future, hmm. right? And so make finding that time, and we always have to use the moon, very, very important. And if, if, if that's, we, we often, well, we don't often, um, but talisman, talismanic astrologers always keep the moon. The moon is the 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 quickest moving right mm-hmm. illuminary uh, we can call her a planet right now but she is really an illuminary who reflects the energies and the light from what she is aspecting mm-hmm. like like the sun right we see the moon's the, the first quarter the gibbous phase all the all the eight phases of the moon we see because she's reflecting the sun's energy light so this, the moon has to be in a really nice aspect to that thing. So if we're looking at, you know, a Jupiter, if Jupiter were the ruler of the fifth house in a natal chart, 
I have to get the moon in a really nice aspect to the moon while Jupiter or the moon aspect to the, to Jupiter, while Jupiter's in a not retrograde mm-hmm. and in a, in a, um, opportune, fortunate placement. Okay. So, and, and when you say that the pregnancies for successful births, right, because we have to talk about two of those, mm-hmm. right. It's, it's both, you know, it's both and, uh, for the outcome to occur is probably the number one uh, testimonial that I have, you know, accumulated where I not only get the, the, the kind of confirmation of pregnancy, yeah. but then I actually get to meet the child. <laughs> That's awesome. It's so <laughs> amazing. So when the- course, these are difficult, you know, like yeah. people that are having difficulties. Right. So mm-hmm. when people are asking you for something that they want to bring in, you yeah. look at their natal chart. Now, are you expecting to have this done within that year or can this be over year span? It's so interesting you ask that because typically when somebody comes in, now I have two types of talisman bracelets. So mm-hmm. one is called universal. Those are like I made one this morning, um, which is a, a, a very special one. I won't be able to make that for another 30 years. Wow. So like, do we end like, like, we're not always like, oh, when is a good time for, is it today? Probably not. Right. Right. Um, this one that I did this morning to be an educator is using the Saturn rising over the horizon with Saturn in Aquarius, where he rules in direct motion with the fixed star Deneb El Jedi, which is about, you know, law giving and, you know, uh, teaching, mm-hmm. teaching um, something that's useful in one's life. Uh, and the moon was making a trine aspect to that. So that was this morning. I'll, I won't be able to get that, as I said, for another 30 years. So you're actually making the beads at that exact moment. At exact. And then what is the client doing at that time? Does the client so, do anything? So if this is a personal, which is the second type of talisman. Now this morning I didn't have it. It was, I wasn't making it for a particular client. Okay. It was a universal. So therefore it's up on the website now. Right. Um, And it's available for anyone to use, to be the spirited creator of this energy. You'll read the intention Mm -hmm. and you'll read the affirmation that I have put in as, as, you know, monitoring this is praying this in that the wearer then does a writ a daily practice right we talk right we talk about wishing and wanting but do we do it daily hmm. and do we say that that positive thinking that magical thinking that you were referring to right. we have to do it daily it's like it recharging to, it right it's it's charging it every day when you put it on. That's why, and they're beautiful art pieces, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they're all one of a kind. Um, so the personals, so the universals are for anyone. Those mm-hmm. are all on my website. You can see all that. But the personals never get on the website because they're not made yet. I don't know what you want. I don't know your chart yet. So it's a it's an hour conversation that we have where we drum down, we really narrow focus the keywords, mm-hmm. the planet, the planets, you know, Venus, our benefic Venus, you know, she wants connection. She wants love. She's the goddess of love and art and friendships and just beauty, inner and outy, outer. So we really need to call on her if if someone's looking for one of those words, one of those keywords. Right. It's very interesting discovery call that is in, you know, is included with the personal, but your good question you had is what, if I were making that today for someone, what are they doing? Right. Yes. They're involved. They are time. We've set up the time zone change. Mm-hmm. And while I'm making that, which was at nine twenty four a.m. this morning central we would have done it say for pacific time and you would have been quote with me in the triangle of to the cosmic spirit Mm -hmm. so you are calling it in i'm calling it in i'm getting chills right now (laughs) um and then once i'm done 
you know, we're repeating the same words over and over. It's about a 30 minute session. Then they go into the oven because it always has to have an alchemical process, hmm. which is fire right, or heat because <laughs> uh-huh. it needs to change from one thing to another thing that can't be reversed. Wow. Right. Yeah. So I use, I use clay. That's awesome. So once you harden the clay in the oven, you can't turn it back to a moldable, you know, permeable substance. So you're hardening the intention then. Yeah, you're setting it in clay. <laughs> That's now and once so- the bracelet is made and once it's served its purpose, let's say you made one for someone that was trying to get pregnant, can they then repurpose that talisman bracelet? Good question. Good question. Because I have said if a person, well, for personal use, if I've made a personal intention bracelet for you, that's yours. Mm. That's yours. Now, if we use the word giving birth, you know, we use the word pregnancy giving, you could, you know, we're not always, thank God, giving birth to a child, right. but we are always giving birth to a creation. Mm. So that particular type of talisman could be used for whatever is coming out of you in creativity. Right. Right. There is one, one, one client I had that bought a health bracelet and those are hard. Those are hard to find uh, time-wise. And once I do make one, they usually Mm -hmm. pre-sell. So I, there's nothing on the website right now about health because they, they sell quickly, but I had one, one lady buy the health bracelet. Uh, and when her friend was heading into the hospital, into the emergency room, she rushed to the emergency room, handed her this bracelet. She came out of the emergency room. So she's told me about multiple uh, friends, family, neighbors that has passed this whenever they had a doctor's appointment, right? whenever they were having a procedure uh-huh. um, and always brought them this, you know, this luck right or a healthy outcome that's beautiful (laughs) how amazing well and with that we're going to take a quick break but stay tuned for the weekly skinny up next and more love from the hip on this weekly skinny i would like to bring up how astrology can influence your skincare regimen rebecca gordon founder of my path astrology in new york and sean does an esthetician in austin came together to share their wisdom on what each sign's skin weaknesses are, followed up by what the most appropriate skincare regimen should be. Starting with fire signs, which include Aries, Leos, and Sagittarius, Gordon classifies them as aggressive, enthusiastic, and energetic. Aries is considered the go-getter of the zodiac, but can also be a hothead, making them more prone to flushing, heat rashes, breakouts, and rosacea. Cooling beauty products like aloe are recommended. Leos are known to be very strong and energetic. Gordon says they are prone to dry skin because of their persistent heat. Incorporating coconut oil is recommended. Sagittarius are wisdom-seeking philosophers and have a tendency to overindulge, which can result in inflammation and acne. An exfoliating acid cleanser is recommended. Moving into Earth signs, which include Taurus, Capricorn, and Virgo, they signify materialism, practicality, and stability. Taurus is associated with the throat, neck, and vocal cords, which means their decolletes tends to be more easily irritated, itchy, and dry. Gordon recommends an anti-inflammatory and hydrating mask for the neck and decollete. Capricorns are said to be cautious, ambitious, and wise leaders. They tend to have dry, sensitive, and itchy skin, especially during the winter. Head-to-toe hydration is recommended. Virgos are one of the most independent and hardworking signs of the zodiac which means they are likely to have dark under-eye circles. Gordon recommends a cooling under-eye mask. Air signs, which include Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, represent communication, intellect, and reason. A Gemini is associated with constant transformation and stimulation, which, according to Gordon, makes their arms and hands more prone to wear and tear. A hydrating salt scrub to address hands and elbows is recommended. Libras are associated with beauty and art but also can have imbalanced kidneys, which Gordon explains if they do not stay hydrated, an excess of acidity will build up and lead to breakouts. A benzonite clay is recommended. Aquarius is the rule breaker of the zodiac, and they tend to retain water in the face. Gordon therefore recommends dry brushing to get the lymph and blood moving. 
Water signs, which include Scorpios, Pisces, and Cancers, are said to be imaginative, emotional, and introverted. Scorpios are emotional and big-hearted, but also the most volatile signs of the zodiac, which Gordon says this can show up as unexpected skin eruptions or deep cystic acne. An exfoliating toner is recommended. Pisces are known for being creative, sensitive, and intuitive. But Gordon says if they let their emotions build up internally, their skin will show the stress with inflammation and irritation. Rose oil, which is anti-inflammatory, is recommended. Cancers are the nurturer of the zodiac with a tendency to be both warm-hearted and moody. Gordon says because they are strong water signs, fluid retention like puffy eyes is a concern. Tea bags is what Gordon recommends. Gordon and Dust have only proven that astrology continues to provide even more insight into ourselves than we could ever imagine. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you're just tuning in, I have talisman astrologer Sandy Reavy here with us today. So, Sandy, before the break, you were kindly sharing with us more wisdom about your intention beads. I'm just curious, how much of it do you believe is magical thinking? You know, I don't know about 100%, but the the fact that we have to believe in something, right, that's 100%. We need to believe in something. And magical thinking to me is to be influenced, you know, have an influenced outcome um, without the reality of a support of a thing that makes it for sure, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you do this one, like we know if we don't eat chocolate and stop and we can lose weight, that's a, that's a, that's a reality, Right. right? But magical thinking is just to believe in oneself and having that massive influence that you are stronger, you are more brave, you are able to achieve something that seems to be kind of impossible. So whether it is or whether it isn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we believed in, you mentioned Santa Claus and the tooth fairy, (laughs) the Easter bunny, right? right? You know, it's kind of like the guardian angels that we have, you know, whatever religion you brought, we've been brought up in, you know, I personally, it, you know, the Catholicism, I have a strong connection to a guardian angel when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, I don't know how practicing of a Catholic, Catholic, you know, woman I am right now because I'm more meaning spiritual. I totally believe in the unknown. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? awesome. and, and you mentioned the placebo effect. I mean, that's just a positive positive affirmation, positive change to, to improve one's condition. Right. And it's just showing how powerful the unknown really is. Right. But but again, (laughs) you go back to belief. What do we believe? Oh, that's never going to happen in my life. Well, you know what? You're not going to see the opportunities when they arrive. You're not going to respond correctly. Mm -hmm. You're going to not be welcome to anything that would pull you out of that to so when you when you say you know today's a great day i can't wait you know one of the things i do every day that i i tell some people and it's hilarious and i've been doing it for probably 20 years when i make my bed in the morning i talk to my pillow and say wow pillow i can't wait to tell you what happens today <laughs> and then i forget about it right uh-huh. forget about Cause I don't really think about my pillow until my head hits it at the end of the night. And I go, wow, I did this. I did that. That came in. Then mm-hmm. I figured that out. And it's kind of that, that the both the magical thinking and the placebo effect is like, what's the reality of it? If something really came in that I was hoping and trusting in. Right. Exactly. You know? Well, I love yeah. that. <laughs> so we have that which is the intention and the affirmation. But when we have a talismanic power driven planetary auspicious planetary alignment with you, now you have a reality in hand Hmm. of the possibility a little bit more tan. Well, it's tangible, right? You know, I don't want to say any names here. I don't know if I'm permitted, but there's a very, very, um, successful, well-followed meditation gentleman who I follow and who follows me as well, that when we're, we're in a meditation and we're in some transcendence 
visioning of ourselves, of where we live or what we look like or who we're with, um, is to hold to going into that that unnatural world of visual, you know, imagination. Mm-hmm. That to hold something that is tangible holds that connection, right, and keeps it. It bridges. Mm-hmm. So, just by saying that again, taking something that's down, we're earthly people. We're, we're we we showed up here for a purpose. <laughs> Yes, we did. Yes. And, you know, we we all have our own natal charts. So we all have our own programmed. But, you know, if we're looking to gain confidence and, um, you know, recognition and respect, if that's your talisman, by repeating, uh, I am res- I am respected in what I say from my opinions and I move about the world freely with my 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 beliefs you know that by saying that every day that you get that and you know what's wrong with shooting for a star and hitting one of them (laughs) absolutely (laughs) well sandy can you share with us i know there's a lot going on this year astrologically but what's happening right now for us all so we have two planets in retrograde. Well, three planets in retrograde. We've got Mercury retrograde, which everybody might get tired of the Mercury (laughs) retrograde, but this guy goes retrograde the most often. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have Mars retrograde, the planet that goes retrograde the least often Mm -hmm. simultaneously are moving retrograde. And then we have uh, uh, Uranus retrograde. The outer planets go retrograde every year, Ah, la la la. They're always seem to be retrograde. They stay retrograde for about five months every year. Mm-hmm. But this Mars retrograde has been really what the astrologers have been paying attention to. Um, luckily, I'm happy to report that Mars stations for direct movement on January 12th. Okay. So we're about a week away from this, what has been this like 70 days of retrograde of What's moving forward? Oh, can't. Doors aren't opening. Nope. Locked now where <laughs> things get delayed. You know, retrograde is about review, R-E words, right? Mm-hmm. Redo. In Mars, Mars is our passion. Mars is our action. Mars is our mojo, right? right. What has been motivating anyone recently? You have probably not been able to assert it. Right. Because the planet of action is going backwards. Right. And so him moving forward, coming up within this next, you know, couple week, a week away gives us this, you know, starting your engines, you know, putting on, you know, lighting your pilot lights, people, mm-hmm. you know, heat is returning to power up. And I'm guessing I'm not betting here, but I'm guessing that your motivation is changed <laughs> as what retrograde retrograde Mars should be doing. Change in your action steps when it's time to start taking action again. So that was my question is with Mercury retrograde, we hear all the time. So it, are retrogrades really that bad? So what is the positive side of these planets being oh in retrograde? God. To take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh-huh. I mean, your job might not give you a break. Your kids may not give you a break. <laughs> uh, the dishes and laundry, but you get to take a break of moving so quickly forward. Hmm. Now, let's think about the earth. Let's think about the United States. Let's think about anywhere where we're expected to constantly be moving forward, mm-hmm. advancing, right? You know, high ambition. But the retrograde, the RE, is really resting reading, relaxing, retreating, Hmm. taking time to review what you have just decided or signed up for or made a promise about, you know, there are some times where you may not, you may not want to sign a contract. We've heard that or buy a car, you know, Mercury can represent mechanical situations, cars, refrigerators, computers, phones, particularly anything that is communication. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And that's true because it may be, you know, (laughs) lemon-ish. 
So it's also but giving us time to also release, right? Would you say? Release. Let Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Revision. All of this. Okay. And so because Mercury is the planet of thinking, mm -hmm. communication, our mind, our, our, our messaging. Um, and that's why messaging can get cattywampus. <laughs> it's right. you're sending something to the wrong person and uh, mistakes can be made. But so relax during that period. Hmm. I mean, you still have to probably, you know, get up and get going, but you're not as, as active. Right. Okay. And so all planets, we're going to have, you know, Mars, like I said, is going to start uh, moving direct at eight degrees of Gemini next on Thursday, uh, next week. And then, you know, Venus will retrograde this year. And of course, I love Venus star points. I'm holding a, a large talisman ceremony for that, a group talisman ceremony on Zoom, which I do about twice a year with some sort of really cool auspicious planets. <laughs> I bring a group together and I make one bead for them as a group, you know, individually. But right. um, wonderful. Well, yeah. well, with that, we're going to take another break. I want to come back, though, and chat all about the fixed stars. So everyone, <sighs> stay tuned for more Love from the Hip. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425-754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Setter. If you're just joining us, I have talisman astrologer Sandy Reavy with us today. So, Sandy, you were saying that we're all going to be able to wish upon a star, star very soon. Can you share more about that? <laughs> yeah, Saturn moves into Pisces March 7th and stays there till May of 2025. So we've got two plus years of Saturn, the planet that is, you know, wants us to be responsible that can bring things into structure going into the sign of Pisces, that imaginative place, the dreams and wish place. So, you know, to, to wish upon a star and make your dream will take you very far. <laughs> your song is exactly what we're about to experience come March 7th. And I knew that. So, no, I didn't. But <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yes, you did. <laughs> now, what what are fixed stars, and how oh did you God. how did you come to understand what those were? So, fixed stars. So, let's just identify. Fixed stars are the ones that are fixed; they're not moving. Mm -hmm. Yes, they move one degree every seventy two years, but let's just say they don't move. The wandering stars are the moving planets. Okay, that's the difference. But the fixed stars all are parts of constellations that we see up in the sky in the night, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there are some very auspicious fixed stars, and there are some, you know, of the shadow type and then more destructive fixed stars. And trust me, I only make intention bracelets and beads for um, affirming positive outcome. So, you know, if we're talking about the four, and I like to talk about the four regulus 
Fulmohut, Antares, and Aldebaran. These are the four royal stars that marked the, the equinoxes and the solstices. And they're very highly successive, successful and victorious and high integrity mm-hmm. and honest and mysticism. And let me just say that uh, the all you have three of the four in your natal chart, particularly number one here is Fomohut, which is the mysticism and magic and psychic ability that you have. I do. Yes, I you personally. have your son. Your son's <laughs> right on this fixed star. That's massive. Now, all of these royal stars can gift, hmm. right? Now, what I make, I make when a planet is making this connection right. on an angle to one of fixed stars, I make it like today it was a Deneb, Deneb Al Jetty. But the four royals, they have a nemesis. Hmm. They have the shadow side. Yep. Right. So that if you're too, you know, regulus, if you're too victory and successful and think that you're all that, or, and you're trying to be revengeful or vengeful, it is the fall of you. Hmm. So they do have that tipping point. Dark if you side. Now, does everyone have fixed stars in their natal chart? Everyone has them. Yes. Okay. And so not necessarily will there be a a planet connected to a fixed star, although we all have a heliacal rising Hmm. fixed star and we all have a heliacal setting fixed star that walk with us on the earth. You know, there's only two places on a chart, the rising and the setting where the sky meets the earth. Now, any placements are there on our birthday, on our, excuse me, on our day of birth walks with us our entire life. And then we have parents, which is another whole big. So yes, we have, everyone has many fixed stars and I'm actually teaching that in my Greek uh, retreat in September, Wonderful. going through the mythology, it's Greece, uh-huh. looking up into the dark sky on a Margos Island and talking about it in everyone's personal chart. It sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So can you tell us more about chart patterns? What are those? And does everyone have one of those? Everyone has one of them. Occasionally, you'll get someone that a chart that looks unclassified. Okay. However, there are, it's been said there are seven, I sometimes use 13. There's a, from seven um, chart patterns all the way up to 13. And you and I have the same one. Yeah, you and said my called, pattern is splay. What is that? Splay. Yeah. Splay. And what how I would describe that is when you took your first breath, the planets were kind of splayed around the 360 degree wheel. Hmm. You know, a wedge would be something or a you know, a wedge is a smaller, like a think of a wedge, a wedge salad, right? Is an just a, a section where all the planets are in one section in a quarter, let's say, in a quadrant of the 360. That has a different life's attitude. Mm-hmm. And a splay chart is the most uh, rare because it's, you know, to have all these planets splayed, it's kind of like that throw some paint on that wheel thing and all the mm-hmm. paint goes around like this on a, almost like a mandala, okay. right? Yeah. Right where there's something on everywhere, which is the, the, the genius. If I, it's, I didn't make that up Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, where it's about the mystic, the, the, the understanding of having, you know, kind of like the tripod of understanding so much like the Pythia, Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with oracles, of course you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So being the Oracle reader, you know, this is you. So since you're talking about mysticism, now I know that everyone can learn to be a psychic or a medium, but Mm -hmm. is it something that also presents itself in someone's natal chart when they're actually born with it? Yes, exactly. And the more principles, we call them principles. You know, if you have a one principle or one principle, it's like, oh, maybe. If you have two principles, it's like possibility. If you have three, highly probability, Mm -hmm. right? And you have about four. And, you know, but, you know, you would want to see, you know, like the sun sitting on Fomohut. You'd want to see, you know, the, the moon making a connection to Neptune, particularly a conjunction, which you have. Um, you want to see places in the chart, particularly fixed stars, 
connections mm-hmm. along with, you know, where the planets are and how they're connect- connecting to other planets in the chart. Okay. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard of all of those <laughs> in an astrology reading. And and why do you think it's so important to know those? Well, don't you think, you know, we, we, we think we know ourselves, you know, know thyself, yeah. right? Which is how we we just know what we know, or we just know what of our experiences, but we have so much growth ahead of us that to know what we, what we came in that, and this is the other thing I believe that we chose our chart. Right. So don't, you know what, what don't you want to know what you chose when you were just a, 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 a one second old? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's and amazing. Using, yeah. Yeah. And using your natal chart, your time of birth, the place, the longitude, the latitude, the date, the year. Yeah. Um, any, you know, astrologer can throw that up on there. Thank goodness we're in the 21st century in, 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 in software. Program. <laughs> but awesome. You know. Well, can you share with my listeners more about you where they can learn more about you and then also your retreats? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, that's where I feel like I'm growing. You know, we, we've, we've all been stymied. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and we've looked around our our families or our neighborhoods as far as we could reach in the last couple of years. And we're like, there's something bigger out here. And so my retreats, I'm doing three of them. I'll be doing them annually. I'll go to the same place every year with sometimes the same people. Um, you can find me on intentionbeads.com or social media. I'm intentionbeads.com. That's Instagram and Facebook. And then I have a, a weekly podcast on your podcast findings uh, called Astrological Astrological Intentions. Oh, (laughs) all of a sudden that went for me. But, you know, I'm about to start my voyage on my very first one uh, to La Ventana, Mexico. The one in Bali is April 1st through the 11th. And if you've not been to Bali, I would highly suggest it's with me and my daughter again. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I do personal charting. And I teach whatever is going on in the sky. Amazing. Which is why sometimes you could repeat r- retreats. Right. Because I'm not teaching the same thing every time. Right. Lovely. And then Greece. Yeah. And then Greece is when? Sorry. September 7th through the 14th. And that's all mythology and those fixed stars you were talking about. <laughs> Love it. Well, thanks again for being here today and sharing all of your wisdom. And I do encourage everyone, check Sandy out, get a reading, and get a talisman bracelet. They're beautiful. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. And thank you to Eric, my amazing producer, you the listener, KKNW, Timber Country, and Cape Town Zone Radio. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Tune in next week for another Love from the Hip. And remember, stay kind out there, stay true to you, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya.